Welcome to the Fat Stacks Podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Ezoic. Recently, I deployed Ezoic Site Speed Accelerator on all my new sites and improved my page speed scores dramatically. Most of my mobile pages are in the high 70s all the way into the 90s, which is a huge, huge improvement from the really bad scores I used to have. If you need to speed up your site, check out Ezoic. Today, I want to talk about how I took a little risk that earned me an extra $287,000 over the years, all right? So did you know that, and this is actually the interesting tidbit that prompted this article. I found this really interesting. And I I read about this on CNN uh, recently. Did you know that CEOs who took calculated risks in their career shaved off 10 years to attaining their CEO position? Generally, on average, CEOs are are crowned CEOs after 24 years in, in the industry or working. But those who took risks during their climb became CEO on average in 14 years. That's a huge difference, right? That's remarkable. Clearly, that suggests taking risks is good. But here's the thing the article didn't delve into. It doesn't take into account those corporate ladder climbers who did take risks and blew up their career. I mean, maybe they they took such a gamble, like some of the traders who have lost like $100 million dollars making a bad trade okay it doesn't i don't maybe it does incorporate that maybe that's part of the statistic i don't know but you know i mean we talk about taking risk and risk is good but it's got to be calculated risk right there has to be minimal downside there's always gonna be some downside it has to be minimal otherwise there's no risk but you a minimal downside with exponentially better upside is is like a calculated risk scenario all right so anyways my my point, I think the article's point here is that risk can be good and that it's good to take calculated risks. And I have over the years, and I'm sure glad I did. I'm sure glad that 10 years ago, I took a risk to, to start an online business. It hasn't always been easy, but I'm sure glad. And I'm, I'm going to step you through a situation where I could have taken an alternative path that wouldn't have paid off as well. And that's the freelancer path. Now, I am in no way suggesting that going into freelancing is a bad idea. I think it's a terrific idea. I think you can make an excellent living doing it, a very comfortable living. You can carve the lifestyle that you want. And in many cases, it's a necessary step to get to where it is you want to go. And in a roundabout way, I did some freelancing. I did some marketing for for hire when I first started out for some law firms. Uh, so you know that in a way it was freelancing. Okay, but let's let's look at it. let's look at how this this uh, worked out for one of my niche sites. Right? One of my niche sites does about fifty five hundred bucks a month, and it has for years. This thing is just like this passive income little machine. I don't think it has a whole lot of potential growth. It's at a very very narrow niche. I think if I if I really cranked it out I could I could do more with it, but for the most part I like the fact I don't have to do anything and it pays off fifty five hundred bucks a month, give or take. Okay. So that thing over the years has earned conservatively three hundred thousand dollars. Now here's here's what that site's made up of. And, and if you follow along my income reports at fatsexblog.com, uh, that's I'm referring to site two. I refer to it as site two in the income reports every month. So that 
blog has about 100, 110 articles, published articles on it. I've cleaned it up over the years here and there. You know, some of the stuff gets outdated. I've updated stuff. So it's not like I completely ignore it. You know, I update plugins. I'll add a couple articles here and there. I'm actually adding a little a little bit in 2020. And so, you know, I do, I do pay some attention to it. But for the most part, it doesn't take a lot of work. So it has about 100, 110 articles on it. And here's the key thing. It has an email autoresponder sequence of about 30 emails that, that, that get sent out over the course of three months. Now, this is really important because what the site does is it attracts people to sign up to the email newsletter, and the email newsletter sells stuff. I should say promote stuff with affiliate links, and particularly a particular type of software. And that email newsletter generates the sales. And so over time... The income just keeps coming in on autopilot. Now, so let's let's break that down. Let's say it's a hundred articles on there, and let's say, and most of it was done way back in the day. Now, let's say instead, if I had taken the freelancer approach, and I wrote that hundred articles, and let's say I was paid uh, hundred hundred bucks per article, okay. That means, and then let's say also I would have got $100 per email because there's about 30 emails. So it's 130 pieces of content. That would have netted me as a freelancer $13,000. I, I would have been paid up front, done the work, would have been done years ago. I would have pocketed $13,000. Instead, I took a chance. I, I wrote the stuff. I put it on a blog. I set it up. And in the long run, 10 years later, it's made about three hundred thousand dollars. So, and that's conservatively. I think it's. I think it's more. But it illustrates the point that by taking a fairly small risk, it is a, is a minuscule risk because I didn't. I wasn't out of pocket anything setting this thing up because I wrote all the content myself. I was. I was out of time. I, I invested time. That was it. I invested some sweat equity. That was it. No risk. I, there was no no potential to really lose anything. It was only giving up. Either a certain $13,000 I could have earned writing that content for somebody else or doing it for myself. And for myself, I ended up making an extra $287,000. And in another year, you can add on another $60,000 plus because it just keeps making money every year from that content. So the point is risk risk is well worth it. And in fact, there really was no risk except my time. And that's the beauty of this of this of the blogging business. I mean, you could you could bootstrap this up on your own. You don't have to it's not like buying a business where you have to part ways with 100,000 bucks or a quarter million or whatever and if it fails, you're out all that money. This 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 business you you just have to produce content and you can do it yourself and there's no barrier to entry. And if you're good at it and you get good at it, you can earn way more money in the long run, publishing the blog yourself than just trading your own time for money. Now, please, I'm not knocking freelance writing or freelance graphic design or any of that. In fact, in fact, I think it's a great way to get started in this business. I think it's a way to get money coming in right away. The, the big downside to starting a blog or a niche site is the fact that you're not really going to earn much money in the first year or two. It's, in fact, you'd be lucky to earn any. It takes a long time. And that's the big downside. That, that's, a, that's the big barrier, right? Especially if, uh, you, if you've recently lost a job or you can't find a job and you need money now. 
right? Starting a blog is not the solution. Freelancing is the solution because you get paid right away, okay? So here, here's my approach. If I were, if I were in, in the shoes of somebody who needed money right now but also wanted to invest in the future and build a, a good business, is you do both, right? You can, you can freelance right for as much time as needed to pay the bills, and then the rest of the time, you invest your writing abilities in building up a niche blog or website. All right. So the thing with freelancing, though, I will caution you. I've, I've never done it like full time, sort of thing. But I know a lot of freelancers, and you, you, you got to hang in there, right? Your first month, if you join like a writing agency, you're, you're at the bottom of the totem pole. You're you're you're, you're not going to earn a lot of money. You're going to be writing for the low rates and all that. You got to build up your reputation. But if you build up your reputation and get a clientele, you can start charging the premium rates. And if and if you are good and you work hard. Uh, crank out a lot of good content, you can get to 60, 70, 100,000 plus per year fairly quickly, and that's immediate cash. That's not going to happen starting a blog, right? The blog takes years. So so you hedge, right? You do some freelancing, and then you put some little extra time into your blog. Because if you can write well enough that somebody's willing to pay you six cents a word or 10 cents a word, and, and, and they're they're profiting from that content, that tells you that in the long run, you might as well just publish your own content and make way more than 10 cents a word from it. So I'm sure glad I did that. There really isn't a whole lot of risk. You're just trading your time for money and doing a hybrid freelance slash publishing approach when getting started is a very, very good strategy if you need money now. If you have a job and you have a full-time job and you have money coming in, then you don't need to do the freelancing. And in fact, uh, if, if, if you're looking to invest, you're much better to invest in your own content and your own sites. The ROI can be ridiculously good over the course of five years than just moonlighting and doing some extra freelance work on the side, unless you actually really need that money right away. Thanks for listening.